0: We are jumping into that new year. You're listening to this. You're getting ready for that party. You're getting ready to pop some champagne, do that thing. Maybe you're listening to this on the other side and it's already 2022. Whatever time you're listening to it, it doesn't matter. Just like The Rock said, I am excited and fired up for this conversation. I got my man, Justin. You know him as Charger21 on Instagram. He's a guy full of passion. He's someone I met at the Dallas Card Show. He's been in the F1 game from the jump. I want to Learn a little bit about that from him. Talk about his collecting and his mindset. If you like what I'm doing over here, hit the subscribe button. Tell a damn friend about the Stacking Slabs podcast. Without further ado, let's kick it to the conversation. What is up, everyone? Welcome back to the show. Uh, Happy New Year to everyone listening. This episode is dropping on New Year's Eve. I am excited to have a conversation with the collector that I've been interacting with for a little bit in the hobby. Got a chance to meet him at Dallas. I know there's a lot to talk about. Um, He's one of the guys that think he's a passionate fan of a team. So I want to get into that. He's also been kind of at the the front of the F1 uh, craze. So I want to talk to him a little bit about that because it's an area I don't know, but I know a bunch of listeners out there are probably interested in that too. Um, But without further ado, Justin, how are you? Hey, Brett, how you doing, man? cannot complain. Um, I don't want to open up any uh, sore wounds, but maybe do you want to share with the listeners kind of what your last maybe 24, 48 hours have looked like?
1: <laughs> well, yeah, it was pretty good about 48 hours ago on Christmas. I had a good time with my family. Uh, my kids are twins and they're about turn seven. So it's a good age, great time for uh, Christmas in, in our house. But uh, yeah, yesterday I drove down to a to, uh, Houston from Austin and watched my team, the Chargers, uh, completely embarrass us fans, basically. So, yeah, it was a bit of mixed emotions. I came back today and
0: it was kind of like the drive just seemed a little longer. You know what I mean? (laughs) No doubt about it. And so, you're maybe for anyone who doesn't know you, give some background on obviously you have an accent. So, maybe talk a little bit about where you're from and then how you ended up being a Chargers fan.
1: Okay. Yeah. So, uh, I was born in Perth, Australia. Um, on the west coast of Australia, so nowhere near Sydney and Melbourne. Everyone always asks me, are you from Sydney or Melbourne? And I'm like, neither, five hours west on a plane. So uh, I moved, I lived there my whole life um, until I was 30. And I actually, uh, I, I, I went to New York City, actually, on the day after Christmas, it was 10 years ago, uh, yesterday. So I've been living here for 10 years. I've been back a few times you know to see family and stuff but uh yeah i came over here but before i moved here i did a trip to america and i just did the west coast and that was in 2009 um and i'd been watching nfl back in australia but just you know snippets i wasn't a hardcore uh nfl fan or anything but i used to watch the super bowl and i would watch some of the bigger games um and then when i was in california on that trip i uh I I was at this hostel in LA and I was, I was thinking i got to go to an NFL game while I'm here. Cause I went to an NBA game and I saw Kobe play, which was awesome. Um, So I thought I got to go to a football game now. And uh, I was talking to a few people and they said, oh, you know, you could either go to Oakland if the closest is uh, San Diego or Oakland. And they said, look, San Diego is a lot closer. It's only like a two hour drive down there. Um, Oakland's probably, you know, six or seven or whatever it is. I can't even remember, but, uh, so I thought all right, I'll go down there. And everyone said, Oh, San Diego is like a beautiful city as well, you know. So, um, went down there, I remember, and uh, went to the zoo and checked out the city. Which, that first of all, made me, you know, I loved the city. Um, and then I went to Qualcomm to watch uh, the Bolts play. And um, they were, I think that year they finished 13 and three, and it was the last game of the year, so they were playoff bound and they had LT, and they had you know, the stadium was full because I know the last few years of the Chargers in San Diego it was. It was looking pretty, pretty grim with the fans. But uh, at that time, it was just like, yeah, let's go to uh, the game. And it was, it was man, it just blew my mind. Like from the tailgates, because in Australia we don't we're not allowed to tailgate, so uh, you know there'll probably be a lot of fights. So they they don't allow that. So uh, yeah, me just I remember the taxi dropping me off at Qualcomm on the edge of the car park, and just being like, wow. And I just saw these Winnebagos and people grilling and. Drinking and I was just, you know, I, I was like, "Wow, this is this is so cool." And then walking in the stadium and the Bolts won as well, so that really helped. uh You know, not just the team that I liked, like the their uniform and that, but the city. You know, I thought the city was awesome, and it's still probably my favorite city in America to this day. And my wife and I would have, would have loved to live there, but you know, the houses there are just so expensive. So we were in Philly, and we we moved down to Austin
0: like three years ago. So and we love it here. We it's great. So so as a fan of the Chargers mm-hmm. and uh, with a quarterback like Justin Herbert who's obviously um, got a a very bright future. You watch this kid play each week and he keeps making throws. You look at this guy who's the quarterback of your team and you look at his cards and his, like what's happening with his market and obviously there's so much interest in that his card prices are it's crazy, um, but it's, it's exciting. And this, there's always these batches, whatever you're collecting, football, basketball, baseball, of these young talent with card prices that are kind of to the moon. From your position as just like a fan of the Chargers, like, how do you absorb all this? Are you like trying to buy Justin Herbert cards? Are you staying away? Like, what? what's your mindset when when you see his card prices going for what they are?
1: Yeah, well, it's funny because initially when his cards came out, I think it was, I think Mosaic was the first kind of big football release um, with Herbert rookie cards. Um, I remember I picked up a couple of those cards uh, like real low numbered um, just before the season started last year, which at that time he was the backup. So, you know, they weren't too bad priced. And I mean, they still, there was still people, you know, how it is with rookie quarterbacks. They're always, priced a little higher than, you know, they probably should be, especially first rounders. Um, so I picked up a few and then I was getting some cheap and then Tara Taylor got injured and me and my friends, card friends who are Chargers fans were saying he kind of got injured a little bit too early because <laughs> Herbert came in and he had that monster game from the start against the Chiefs and we nearly beat them. Um, and that was it. The prices were just – and they haven't looked back and So I basically, I right now do not own one Justin Herbert card. I sold all my Herberts and it's, it's one of those things like part of you is obviously thinking, you know, should I do this? Cause I do, I fully believe in the guy, but at the same time, if he doesn't win us a Super Bowl, which the Chargers have never won one and not to be a pessimist, but we're just one of those teams where they're, they're a heartbreaking team to follow. So, uh. I kind of thought, you know what, I'm just going to sell them. And if Herbert wins me a Super Bowl and these cards are worth a fortune one day, I don't care. I just want a freaking Super Bowl. You know what I mean? So that's was my thinking. And, and you know, I think maybe, you know, he might win us one in five, six, seven years. And in in, a, in that time, maybe they'll come down a bit again and I'll pick a few up. But right now, I just, I don't know. I think, and you've probably seen the... The National Treasures RPA, especially, like those things are selling for like $40,000, $50,000. Um, so I'm just kind of like sitting on the fence right now and just hoping th- it wins.
0: Yeah, I love the mindset and mentality. Um, and you just, uh, just wanting a Super Bowl and not paying the prices. I can, I totally can <laughs> empathize with that. Um, but I think part of collecting and I know you get into this too, because you collect some Chargers, is that. You see a guy like Justin Herbert, who's your quarterback every week, making these crazy plays, winning games, prices of his cards are going up. But then you mention a guy like LT, right? Like LT is, think about all he's accomplished, you know, yeah. one of the greatest running backs of all time. And you can go back and maybe pick up LT cards for a fraction of oh, the cost man. of what a J- Justin Herbert yeah. card goes for now. That's something like I have been doing, trying to go back and buy some old Colts players that I appreciate who are proven. Um yep. talk about maybe your Chargers collection and like what it represents to you.
1: Yeah. Well, funnily enough, um I'm not a big like I collect, I love cards and I always have cards, but I try and keep my collection very limited. Like I don't like to have too much. So I have actually some really uh one player I'm really big on, obviously, is Keenan Allen. Um he's probably since I've been a fan of the Chargers, which is since 2009, I sort of, I saw the tail end of LT. So I kind of saw LT on his way out. So, you know, I know he did stuff before that. Obviously he had that 30 touchdown season, but I wasn't a fan then. So LT I love, and obviously my name Charger21 on Instagram is Charger21 is after LT because I needed a name quick and I just thought that just seemed cool at the time. But uh, Keenan Allen's the one Charger that, He's been around now for about I think this is his ninth or 10th season um so he's he's been my guy that I like to collect and his stuff is just so cheap man like honestly for a guy that has could potentially be pro, a pro Bowl player you know he gets 100 catches a season um his stuff is just so cheap like you can buy his rookie autos some rookie autos you know sticker autos or whatever for like 30 bucks 20 bucks so um I have I've got his prism rookie gold number out of 10, PSA 10, which I picked off for like $80 about three years ago, you know, which to me is like an absolute steal. Uh, I've got his tops Paper 1 of 1. Um, I've got a NFL, I've got a Shield 1 of 1, Shield Auto from tops Finest. So he's been the guy that I mainly collected, but I do have a folder. I've got an album, um, which, you know, someone like you, I think would appreciate. And it's just, Anytime I pull a charges card that's not a base card, like a parallel numbered whatever, I just stick it in there. So I've got everyone, like from Rivers through to LT, through to you know, like even some Dan Felt stuff that I picked up. Just the card shows like cheap, you know, one dollar bin, like old vintage stuff. Um, I've even got like a Ryan Leaf card in there, believe it or not. <laughs> which We don't need to talk about him. No, anymore. we won't. But anyway, that's what kind of guy I am when it comes to cards. Like I don't. I don't always look at dollars I, I like I look at cards and I, I I just love cards you know so but with charges yeah, I've got like a few uh Bosica I'm big Bosa guy as well I think you know as a defensive player another guy that's super cheap so right now I mean basically you can pick up any charges player except for Herbert like Herbert's literally the only guy that you know if you want to get something really nice you really have to pull out the the, the big money so yeah we'll see what happens with him I, I mean i'd love to get some of his stuff again one day but you know like i said just a super bowl i'll take it
0: <laughs> I, I love it i so many different ways to collect um and i love the folder concept um i'm gonna yeah. i need to start i need to start doing that instead of stashing them in a top loader and some yeah. uh shoe box somewhere
1: well that was um, uh that just quickly i got, I got that idea off uh i mean i've been doing it for a few years now but i remember seeing um Kiki, my buddy, Croatian twins. Um, we do it. We've done a few like personal just calls because you know he lives in he lives in Europe, so you know it's hard to catch up in person. But I remember he him pulling out his uh his Kobe binder, and I mean he had some monsters in there too. But I thought it was just so cool. Like he had literally, it was like he was going for every Kobe card from every year, and he was showing me this, and I was like, wow, that that's cool. Like, I just love how you're just like yep i'm putting it in the binder and that's how i love to collect and that's what i do you know and like he's he's happy with that and and you know people would say oh grade this grade that you know some people just like having the cards there being able
0: to look out at them pull them out whatever you know each to their own sort of thing you mentioned the calls with kiki <laughs> everyone uh go i i love that he opened a shop and check that out on instagram yeah. if you if you aren't already following croatian twins um when I had Brad from B Sports on, he brought up your name as someone that he goes to, has walked national with. When I saw you at, met you in Dallas, I was with Josh and, you know, it was like, we were like a ball of energy, like connecting with Josh and then going and walking the aisles. And it's just like my impression of you is you build this good reputation through relationships and, and the hobby, which is something that I like to talk a lot about. So maybe just like, yeah. Start from the top, like people in the hobby. Like, how important is it to you, like building and maintaining these relationships? And kind of what does it do for your collecting?
1: Yeah, man. You know, obviously, in anything in life, you want to have good relationships, whether it's cards, like friend, just friends, having friends. And I've always been quite a social butterfly. Um, and, you know, I just, the hobby, the funny thing is, is that a lot of the relationships that I have, the really good ones, um, started on Instagram years ago. Like, I started my Instagram page. I think, I mean, my, the last post that's on there even now is like early 2016. And at that time, there wasn't a lot of card people on Instagram. I mean, it was rare that you had like card pages. I think I, I know Card Collector 2 was on there and Jimmy Kentucky Basketball Cards. And, you know, there was a few guys, but um, me and Brad Beeman actually, B Sports, we met um, in. Early breaks like 2014, 2015. we are go in breaks, uh, you know, just like little cheap um case basketball breaks. And we would talk in the in the chat in there, you know, on on dot uh, breakers.com or whatever it's called. And uh and we just it's funny because a lot of like I said, a lot of the guys I've become really good friends with, it started on a computer okay. or a phone and it's just messaging and you know, sort of Showing people sharing things and like if someone saw something that was charges they thought I'd like you know oh I'll send that to him he might be interested and and then it, it was when I went to the national in 2019 I went to the one in 2016 as well in Jersey but I went with my brother and I didn't really know a lot of people then even uh, just through Instagram that wasn't as the community wasn't really what it was uh, so I didn't really aim to meet people there but the 2019 national was when you know I met everyone. For the first time all these people that i've been talking to for years even like josh cardboard chronicles and kiki and you know coleman cards mike coleman um you know we, we'd always been messaging and it's funny like you're thinking about you know what do these guys look like a face to the name so especially with brad especially with brad beeman it was really interesting because i've probably known him the longest uh, out of the hobby he's probably my longest friend and you know just an absolute legend and i remember at that national we stayed at the same hotel and his son came and he's like, yeah, let's uh, let's meet in the lobby and that, you know? So you go down there and it's kind of like, it's, it's kind of like, Oh wow. Like who, who am I looking for here? You know? Um, and then, yeah, we met and we hung out the whole weekend and we just had a great time. And, you know, like I said, that's where I met everyone. And, and you realize like it's so important to have all these people because we all have the same passion for the hobby, but also like a lot of the guys that I am friends with, it's not all about dollars. You know what I mean? I guess, like at the end of the day, yeah, we want to have a collection and know, oh, wow, my collection's got some value. And, you know, if I ever needed to sell something for some reason or whatever, that's great. But a lot of the guys that I really enjoy, you know, like Kentucky Basketball Cards, he's another guy I've known for a long time just through, you know, he used to go on IG and do live breaks like two or three times a week sometimes back in the day. Um, And that's how we sort of got talking. But you know, just like the passion of that guy, you know, you, you you see when he's opening a box, like he he's his eyes light up, like he's like a, and that's what I love, and I I try to connect as much as I can with those people, you know, because it's kind of like uh, you know, they inspire me as well, you know, like I, I see them and what they do, and I think, oh, you know, that's that's cool, like maybe I should look at doing something like that, or you know, not to be like a sheep or anything and follow the leader, but you know, it's just. It's great, man. It's great to be able to have all those people. Like even the other day, I I uh, was talking to a Instagram person about buying a certain card, and they kind of gave me that push that I needed um, to commit to it. You know, I was kind of a little hesitant at first, and then they were like, "Look," and just sent me like all in detail, like line line line, like five reasons why I should just just buy it, just buy it, just do it. And then I was like, "All right," you know, you just gave me that kick, so. Yeah, it's great, man. I think we have a really good community. I mean, you know, like every now and then you hear the the horror story of, you know, a scammer or a trimmer or whatever. But I think for the most part, you know, you go to the Dallas show, like people just love being there. There's a good energy in the room and, you know, it's a great time. You get to see all your friends that you you talk to online all the time. It's good to hang out with them, you know, have dinner with them, not just be like all about cards, sit down with them, talk about their families or whatever, you know? So, yeah, I, I appreciate that.
0: Yeah, I uh, you, there, you said so much there, and I uh, so much that I can appreciate. I think uh, just the point of chatting with people about should I buy this, should I, should I not? I feel like no matter I've, we've all got that core group of people that we trust, and I feel like yeah. we all just want each other to buy the cards anyway. So
1: yeah, like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> kind of like you. Sometimes like you want to buy it yourself, but you know at the end of the day, you're just like, yeah, you you get it someone's got to get it and if you're asking about it you should buy it you know what i mean so yeah we kind of all give us give each other that push because you know we've all been there before where we've seen a card on ebay and wow it's a little bit high like uh, you know you want the card but you're just looking at the price and you're trying to get your head around it and and then someone buys it and then you're sort of like oh man this card is only 10 of this card this might not pop up for right years so, and then you, you kind of regret it. You know what I mean? You just think, wow, I should have just paid. I should have just bought it.
0: And the hobby hobby seems so vast at times, but it's also so small because right. It's the next week you see someone you're following post the card that yeah. you had no <laughs> idea they were even into that. I mean, yeah. that happens all the time. Yeah. it, it kind of It's kind of like when
1: you know you were younger and you're at a bar and there was a girl there. So it was cute. You didn't talk to her. And then like, you see her next week with like some guy, some jerk or something that you didn't like, you know, so.
0: (laughs) You touched on something too, when you said about uh, just like most of the the people that I gravitate to or connect with. Yeah. Kind of like everyone wants their cards to go up. Like we, we don't buy these cards because we want them to depreciate in value, but it's mostly about the collecting. Mm. And I think I can relate to that. Like those are the types of people that I gravitate towards. And I feel like, it's those relationships and those people that really make the hobby go around. But it also seems like that's not like front and center in like the hobby going 2022 with everything that's going on. And I'm not saying that there's not a million different ways to do the hobby and different flavors of the hobby for, for everyone. But why, why is that like collector passion over profit? Why does, why does that seem like such a, underrated element of the hobby because it seems like that's really what's making everything move right now
1: yeah well I just gotta say quickly man I love your passion for the wrestling stuff because you know I grew up in I was born in 1981 so you know when I was 10 years old the ultimate warrior the, that golden year of, of wrestling was so cool and I don't have any wrestling cards but I I see like your post and I'm kind of like oh this is the kind of person that I like to follow is you know someone who has that passion and just is like, you know, it's not the flavor of the month, but I don't care. Like, this is what I buy. This is what I like. And that's cool, man. I think, you know, at the end of the day, obviously there's performance. Like, you know, if LeBron wins a title at that time, prices are going to spike. And then people are going to be looking to cash out and make some money, which is fair enough. But, you know, like it just, to me, I don't know. I find it's just way more fun just kind of just buying what you want to buy. And, you know every now and then if you, if you sell something great, you know, we can't have everything, but uh, yeah, it's just, you know, it, it, I don't know. I just gravitate, I gravitate towards that more and that thinking, that way of thinking as well, you know? So even when it comes to like grading, like I'm not a massive grading person and a lot of people tell me, Oh, why not, man? Like you can if you get PSA 10s, blah, blah, blah. But like, I just, I don't know. I just personally, I will buy a graded card, but I just, I'd rather spend more money on cards. That's just how I think. I'm not thinking, Oh man, I could send this in. It's going to cost 300 bucks to get a grade or whatever it is. And then who knows? It might not get a 10. I just, I'll be on eBay and I'm like, Oh, look at that card. I got to get that card. You know what I mean? That's just, I'm more into just buying more cards and, you know, having that money there to, to even maybe help get me that monster card that I need, that I want, you know? So.
0: Yeah, no doubt about it. And so I want to, we got to get into your F1 stuff. You mentioned my wrestling stuff. So. I, I, I'll never forget it. It was like November of last year. I was looking at like products that were coming out and I was looking at, I saw Topps Chrome F one was coming out and yeah. you know, I'm in Indianapolis. Like we, the motor speedways like a couple miles away. Like I just grew up in Indy car The yeah. F one used to come through here. Not a huge fan, but I remember seeing the price of the case yeah. in November and I was like, I messaged my brother. I, I was like, I know we don't follow F one, but should should we buy this case? We like debated it, and it was like literally like under a thousand bucks. And yeah. we ended up not doing it because we weren't following it. And then connected with you in Dallas, and F one was kind of taken off, and you were like full throttle, like <laughs> all over it. Like yeah. you were like, here is <laughs> what I got. This is what I am buying. And I had I was, like, way man, too this, much. Yeah, you were you were so passionate about it. Yeah. And then what's transpired over you know the last you know eight months or so has just been absolute madness. Where it's like people are super into it, and I know like you got new people coming in, you got the the Netflix stuff bringing people in. But yeah, man, I'd love to like hear from you. Just like talk to me about, and then obviously the the series finish was epic. So talk yeah. talk a little bit about just this year, that product, and just anywhere you want to go with it.
1: Yeah. Okay. So. You know, I've been saying for a long time to a lot of people, you know, you know me, I've been in cards for a long time. So uh basketball, football mainly, a little bit of baseball anyway, but I kept thinking to myself and Taylor the people they need to bring out some Formula One cards, Panini or Tops or someone because it's a global sport. You know, they go to Australia, North America, South America, Asia, middle east you know it's watched by a lot of people and uh you know there's a lot of money in that sport like more than probably any sport in the other in the world i mean the cars alone are worth i I wouldn't even know what they're worth but you know and then you've got all the sponsors rolex and everything it's very high class glamorous sport and it's always been that way and you know i was like who's going to bring out some cards like someone just should bring out and then when Topps announced it i was obviously like over the moon and uh I pre-ordered a case on David Adams in August last year. And that was like $1,500 or something. I can't even remember. It was, yeah, it was about $1,525 or something, which, you know, at the time I was like, What's
0: right, a box go for now? What's a box go uh, for Oh, they're now? over
1: $2,000 for a box. <laughs> <laughs> but at the time I thought, oh, it's about $124 a box, which I thought, okay, because most of the basketball hobby boxes were going for three 400 plus. So I thought, why not? pre-ordered a case wish i had a pre-ordered like about 50 of them now (laughs) because the cases are going for over twenty thousand, which is crazy because that's like any in 12 months you know it's only been 12 months but i i looking at it now i think 15 25 was definitely way too cheap i think tops probably could have started uh you know at selling a case at 5k or, or even 6 7k which is what they got to when when the product came out that's what was what they were selling for so uh yeah, I went a little crazy. My first case rocked up. In my first case, I, I opened, I pulled a one of one superfractor, Charles Leclerc, which got me like hooked on the superfractors. And then I ended up opening three more sealed cases and I opened about another 40 loose boxes. So I opened <laughs> I opened about 88 boxes of Chrome, which when you think about it now, that's a, that's a lot of money, Um, even at the Old rate. I, I don't. I've never opened a box at this rate. But even at that rate, but um, I was basically opening the the product, and I would keep you know one or two of the good cards, and I would just sell everything else. So it was kind of like paying for itself. And I pulled a Lewis. You know, I, I had a bit of luck. I pulled a Lewis Hamilton auto, which I've got still, and I pulled a Max Verstappen a twenty five auto. So I mean, a lot of the boxes were pretty average. You know, to be honest, I, I, I would have boxes that were just garbage, but. You know, overall looking back at all the product I opened, I've definitely uh, pulled some pretty big cards that you know are pretty desirable. But you know, I was just always a passionate F one fan, and like my dad, uh, when it, when I was about six years old, he went to the Adelaide, the Australian Grand Prix in Adelaide, and you know he brought me back like a little car and stuff, and I I kind of got hooked on F one from a real young age. And in Australia, like it's it's always been pretty big. So then I went to my first race in two thousand four, and then I went again in two thousand six to the Australian Grand Prix and. And then when I moved to America, I, went, I was like, "Oh, I'm going to go to the Austin and Grand Prix." And I, when I went, lived in Philly, so I came down here, I went to Montreal for the Canadian Grand Prix. This was in 2018. Um, so yeah, man, I've always, and I've always just watched it. like I, I know a lot of guys are just watching Netflix and seeing now like how good it is. It's always been this good. It's always been this exciting. There's always been glamour and money. It's always been the most advanced technology on the planet um, with cars, uh, Motorsport. So to me, it's not even a surprise. Like, you know, people say to me, oh, you, you, you're you into F1. I'm like, yeah, man, it's, it's a F1. It's awesome. You know, it's exciting. So it's great to see the growth of it all, but it's just been crazy how quick it's grown. You know, I mean, I love the growth, but at the same time, like the product's not even been out for 12 months. And, you know, you've seen cards that were two or three grand, maybe three or four months ago, they're selling for like 12,000, 15,000, you know, like. It's gone nutty, but, you know, I guess people, like I said, there's a lot of global people into it as well. Like I'm on the Discord as well. There's a really cool F1 Discord, which I can't even remember the link, but if you want to find it, you could. But, you know, there's a lot of guys from all over, Australia, Europe, um, Asia, you know, all looking to buy, sell, trade. So, you know, it's, there's always been the support there. And I think a lot of American people initially thought, oh, what's this F1? It's a bit overhyped and pump and dump. Man, if you if you said that to an Aussie, I think they would say the opposite. You know, like you should buy this F1 stuff. It's cool because F1's always been big. You know, in other parts of the world, it's just uh, here in the US. I think you know people are finally like seeing you know what it really is, is all about, and you know that's also helped the market. You know, obviously having American people now coming in. So yeah, it's just it's just uh, it's interesting and exciting, and uh, it's gonna be interesting to see when they bring out
0: the 2021 releases and see, you know, what happens with all that stuff. The So the, the all, everything you said in terms of popularity, global presence, it gaining traction makes sense. Do you think what has put it over the top to see these spikes has been the American crowd coming in, who's been maybe has not, has not been a, a fan in the past, but maybe got sucked into the Netflix deal and then l- opens up their Instagram and sees these cards being shown by accounts like you, like, I know you can't break it down to one thing, but that, as someone who's not even in the game, that's been my observation. And I'm just yeah. trying to see if it's if it's valid or not.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, it must be interesting for guys that, you know, that are in the hobby. I mean, you know, there's a lot of people in the hobby. There's a lot of big time collectors that have big money, whatever. You know, it must, be, must have been weird for them, obviously, to see, like, this new product, this sport that they they might not know anything about, and to see that oh well, this card's like a fifteen thousand dollar card, you know this the the Lewis Hamilton uh, variation card right now, uh, PSA ten is selling for twenty five thousand dollars, and there's only thirty. They're, they're, not, they're not serial numbered, but there's only three hundred. Apparently, there's only three hundred by the odds, three hundred copies. So it's pretty low numbered. It's pretty hard. And and this year's Chrome, the the condition. Out of packs was terrible, so getting a PSA ten obviously is pretty hard. But you know, I think that surprised a lot of people. Like, wow, that's twenty five thousand dollars card. And I think obviously, you know, some people got in because obviously they saw F one and they thought, wow, this is cool. But I think there was also some some investors that came in. Uh, you know, that saw, hmm, okay, there's some money in this. I'm going to bring in some of my basketball money because you know, we all know the basketball. Hobby market is probably the most insane out of them all. And, you know, you did have some of those guys putting in a bit of money here and there, you know. So, and then you saw the national. I think the national was when it really, which I didn't go, I couldn't go because of my wife's birthday, but that was when I realized that all these people that I've known for years who were in the hobby, but had no real idea about F1, I started to see some of those guys posting, like, oh, I picked up this Hamilton, I picked this up. I picked up this Max Verstappen or something. And, you know, then I think it was that Sasha team, Sasha Madden guy, he he did like a little video on his F1 pickup at the National and then he sold it. And then all of a sudden I think, you know, you have a guy like that who has, I, I don't know how many followers he has on Instagram or whatever, but I'm, I'm sure he has a few. And I, I feel like after that National was when it really sort of like the money was coming in, you know, because before that you could pick up a lot of the stuff You know, even with the super fractures that I have, I I only ever pulled one of them, but I was able to accumulate so many because a lot of those cards before the national, I was getting them for really good prices because I think a lot of people that were pulling those cards, they didn't really know what they had. And they were kind of like, oh, I I don't really know F one, but I want to recoup my money for the box or whatever. And I wouldn't even... I wouldn't even load these. I'd say to these people, how much do you want? And they'd give me a price and I'd be like, all right, I'll take it, you know. Um, but now if you go to buy superfractors, I mean the prices are are way up. So it definitely ha- had that change post-national, was I think when the market just went because you had the non-F1 guys coming in, you know. It wasn't just F1 fans and a couple of curious people. It was like big money collectors and investors started saying, Well, okay, maybe this the first release. Of F1 cards in tw- what nearly 30 years, and you know Lewis Hamilton hasn't had any cards really before this except for one Sports Illustrated, I think it is like a little magazine card. So and it's the first ever autos as well. So that also helped the product. Is that you know there's been no Lewis Hamilton auto cards, there's been no Max Verstappen. So people started to realize, wait a second, and then and then now, like I said, people watch F1. And they realize, you know, at the races, you've got all these celebrities, you've got like Rolex sponsors, you've got money, you've got, you know, Middle Eastern sheiks and that, you know, oil sheiks walking around. I mean, there's, there could be some big money long-term in it. If if people, as an investor,
0: I could see kind of like why they sort of, what they see, you know. I love when you buying super fractors from people who are just trying to retube. I think with a market that's still maturing, there are those opportunities in there. Uh, I can relate to that. It's nowhere near what F one is, but just on the some of the WWE tops Chrome stuff, like yep. people superfractor stuff. Like you just find the people and you just figure out where they're at and you offer them a price that is significant, but maybe not nowhere near as close as what that would the comp would be in basketball. And people yep. are biting it because they're like, okay, this will pay for this box and it'll pay for maybe two more boxes. So I think. With a market like that, as I'm observing, I see a lot of stories and things like that happening, which I don't know if they still happen today with the boom and everything else that's happening going on. But I think that's a fun part about playing in a market that's still trying to mature.
1: Yeah, yeah, totally. I think you know, like I said, we're really going to see a lot of the guys that I talk to on Discord daily. We're we're all pretty hardcore F one guys and and card guys and Where a lot of the topic comes up of what's going to happen when the new product, like next year's release, comes out, because we're going to see truly, you know, what the demand is for the the original stuff. Are the Lewis Hamilton autos in the second year? I mean, yeah, they're going to have some value, but how much value they're going to have compared to the first year? You know, it's going to be interesting to see. You know, because there's only been tops chrome, tops sapphire, chrome sapphire, which was montgomery club so you can even buy it in the shops basically and then you had tops dynasty which i mean those cases are like i don't know 25 thirty thousand now too so a lot of that stuff is kind of out of reach as well just if you want to buy a product just a rip i mean you got no chance unless you got a bit of money so everyone's sort of speculating with this next year are they going to print now they know how popular it is i mean tops at first obviously they're going to the First year, kind of just see, wait, we don't want to overprint too much. We don't want to, you know, we got to make sure we don't lose money or have too much product. I think now, next year, them they possibly could print a lot more product. And they're bringing out a tops paper set now, kind of like the baseball. Uh, you know, you get the tops paper and then the chrome. So, you know, we're going to see really like, is it going to make the original stuff go even higher, or is it going to, are people going to be like, oh, well, I can buy a Hamilton auto now for one. 110th of the price of the original one. So who cares about that one now? You know what I mean? So we'll we'll see. We'll see. I think there's still going to be a lot of demand there. I just hope that they don't overprint and go, you know, a little Panini style.
0: (laughs) Totally. Let's maybe close out with this. I think uh, there's probably, I would speculate a lot of people out there listening who have seen people post about F1, maybe gotten to F1, but just haven't gotten into the cards yet. Uh, Maybe share some knowledge or wisdom. What sort of advice do you have for anyone who might be entering the F1 market for the first time on January 1, 2022?
1: Okay. I would say Lewis Hamilton. (laughs) And I know that's like the cliche. And I know a lot of guys that don't really watch F1 but have money know he's the guy. But, you know, he's won seven championships like Brady style, you know, Jordan. When I think about this product compared to like baseball chrome or whatever, Still haven't printed a whole lot of this stuff, you know. So, I feel like anything Lewis Hamilton, even the base cards, if you can get them cheap as a collector, yeah, I mean, maybe you don't want the base card. I'm kind of like that guy that's sort of a bit of a base card snob, you know. But, uh, as a, someone who's coming in new, the base card of, is still quite affordable. I think you can buy them raw for about 150 bucks, the, the true base portrait. Um, but even like Max Verstappen, obviously, he just won, and I think he really is going to be the future because you know hamilton's like 37 or something now so max is only 24 so i think hamilton's got another two years signed but who knows how long he's going to be around for so i think max is next but you know there's a lot of good buyers in there if you want to just buy it on the cheap but as an investment obviously you're going to go for those two guys but you know there are some young guys coming in lando norris george russell who's going to be at mercedes next year with hamilton but at the same time a lot of their prices have already been kind of like Justin Herbert you know people are already put in that price of all oh, he's he's if he wins a world championship you know so just be prepared if you want to get something nice you're going to have to probably spend a little bit of money you know maybe a bit more than you'd want to but you know it's just like i said there's a lack of supply and there's a lot of demand right now so it's, it's one of those things but i mean yeah, there's some fun buys to have to be had as well you know so just Just watch it and also just educate yourself. Like I I, I tell people, if you haven't watched everyone, obviously Netflix has been great in the most recent years, but go back even deeper. Look into the history like 10, 15, 20 years ago. Anton Senna, Michael Schumacher, you know, find out about the sport. And, you know, obviously Hamilton has won the same as Schumacher. So just knowing that, you know, he's not the full GOAT yet. He hasn't won eight yet, but if he wins another one, obviously I think he would become the GOAT. But, you know, just, just knowing those things, you know, knowing that, he's par with with Schumacher. Okay. So yeah, it's out of those two. And then, you know, you, you go to a show and you at least have some knowledge of the history of the sport, not just like the Netflix years, you know? So yeah, do a little research, YouTube, there's videos up there from old races that I still go and watch every now and then the highlights. Cause I, I remember watching them when I was, you know, 12 years old and wow, that race was awesome at and center. And it's just, you know, like probably like you with the wrestling, you get that nostalgia and that, but even as someone who doesn't know, it's good to go back and check all
0: that out and then just get to know the sport, you know? Awesome stuff. Uh, Punchline be a student. Justin, I always have a good time chatting with you. You can follow him at charger 21 on Instagram. We'll have to continue this conversation later this next year. I'm it's like Pokemon. I'm not in it, but I'm fascinated by what's happening with it. So appreciate you sharing your insight and knowledge, man.
1: It's funny, man, just quickly, you're talking about Pokemon and, uh, this is, I talk about this a lot with people because I missed the boat with Pokemon born in 1981. I was 18. I think when that came out and in Australia, you can drink when you're 18. So I was going to the pub. I, I didn't care about Pokemon at all. And I've had so many opportunities to buy Pokemon and whatever, but I just, I just don't know enough about it. So that's what I tell people like with Pokemon. I, I just, I don't know what I'm doing. So I'll just leave that for you guys. So it's a <laughs> similar thing, you know?
0: There is something weird that even though I have no idea what's going on, I gravitate towards the passion of people. To, I think I could sit and watch a YouTube video for 60 minutes to two people bullshitting about Pokemon just because they care so much, you know?
1: Yeah. Well, that's another, that's what we love, man. The passion is there, you know, to me, that's the most important thing is having that passion, that love, that nostalgia, you know, those guys might be 30 now, but when they came out, they're like 10 years old, waking up every morning watching the brand new episode and just loving it. You know, so that's what I love about this.
0: Awesome stuff, man. You take care. Happy New Year to you and your fam.
1: Yeah, cheers, man. Happy New Year. And thanks for having me on, man. I really appreciate it. And I love the show.
0: So much energy, so much passion. I really love everything that he has to say. So much fun talking to a guy like Justin, a guy who's got a really good reputation in the hobby. If you're not already, go hit follow on him. He's someone who I enjoy seeing his posts, always full of. Excitement And everyone be safe out there. If you're enjoying the holiday, take care, be safe, do your thing, but enjoy it. 2022 on the other side of this, we are ready, fired up. Take care of yourself. Take care of others around you. And I'll be back like I'm always back next week with more Stacking Slabs podcast.